All right, Psalms 95, 1 through 7 says, appreciate you, Reverend. Uh, uh, no, that ain't what it says. I'm just going to tell you what the lesson is. First of all, there's a difference between praise and worship. Praise is thanking God for what he does, and worship is adoring God for who he is. All right? Praise, you like, look here, man, God, you gave me a new job. Now, if I get fired, I don't know God, but I'm going to still worship you anyhow because you God. I lost my job, and I'm going to worship you because I know you're going to give me something better, but the praise ain't on my lips just yet. You feel me? You, you know what I'm saying? You, you, you praise God because he gave you this. You praise God because of everything he does. You praise God for some stuff you don't even know he did because he didn't save you from seen and unseen. Come on, somebody. But when you worship him, you worship him for who he is. You worship him because he's sovereign. You worship him because who he is. Come on, somebody. I, can I tell you some people who've been married for like 20-some years, 30 years? All right? Now, you might praise them sometimes. Amen? I don't, you know, they don't do it right all the time, but your worship keep you there. You feel me? Because, yeah, I got you said it loud because your husband ain't here. That's why you said it out loud. But anyway, <laughs> but seriously, that's what it is. But you feel me? You worship God even when you don't know what he's doing. First of all, because you understand it is intertwined because you already know all things happen for the good of those who are called according to his purpose. You already know if it's happening to you, it's going to make you better. God hasn't done anything or allowed anything to happen to you that's not going to make you a better person when you come out on the other end. All right? All right, let me get it. It's right. Although they are different. The air on right. It ain't the heat on. The heat not on right. It's the air. All right, cool. I just got hot flashes. I'm going through menopause. All right. Praise is thanking God. Well, we already talked about that. Although they are different, both are necessary and commanded by God. Every day, all believers should take and make time to both praise and worship God. You feel me? Praise is always on your lips because you're thanking God because he's always doing something. But worshiping God for, what, for who he is. Because you understand he sees way more than you see. He sees your past, present, and future all at the same time. He knows what's going to happen. God can see further than you, so you have to sit up there and trust him. Come on, somebody. When he says stop, stop, he sees the, 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 the object coming down the corner trying to mess up your life. If he tells you to move, move, because he knows what, how to order your steps. Anyway, this lesson is designed to share practical ways to praise and worship. All right, I'm going to skip the little breakdown. Let's go to Psalms. I hate when I put an S on it. It's Psalm. Don't, don't do this. Well, you know, I put myself together, but I don't, you know, sometimes I don't write my own lesson. I write my lesson, but, you know, anyway, don't ever put Psalms, an S, when you're talking about one Psalm, all right? The book of Psalms with an S, but this is Psalm 95. So scratch out your S because your pastor then had a special ed moment or one of his workers did. Amen. Psalm 95, 1 through 7, in the King James reads, Oh, come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and make a joyful noise unto him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God and a great king above all gods. In his hands are the deep places of the earth, 
the strength of his heels, uh, of the heels is, it, it is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands form the dry land. Oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our maker, for he is our God, and we are the people of his, of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Today, if ye will hear his voice. Mm-mm-mm. Let me do something right quick so I won't look special right here. All right, look at here. Look here. Look at uh, number one, Psalms 95.1. I'm just going to read. It's an old come. It just, it's, I'm just going to say, I'm just going to put that part, old come. Praise and worship to, should be done publicly, publicly. Now, you can praise and worship in your house, but you need to learn how to praise him publicly, right? You need to learn how to show people. Look, see, the reason why you got to praise, why you should praise publicly, and I'm going to kind of mix it up with the, with, the, with the number two, you need to learn how to praise him so you can know that, remember, Paul said, I will not be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. You can't be ashamed. Sometimes you just got to have a praise every now and then that just takes you somewhere. I know I get on some people's nerves in the weight room because I'll be lifting weights and I shout it up, I'm cool. I'm in there praying in the spirit. And they be looking at me like, oh man, my fault. Just go away. I'm over here on this machine. You understand what I'm saying? You, you, you got to learn how to praise him publicly. I'm not saying you got to do it in the weight room, but at least when you come here, you need to be able to not be ashamed. Don't worry about your mascara. Don't worry about your eyelashes. Just buy some more. Don't, don't worry about your suit. You need to learn how to just praise him publicly because when you're not ashamed of him, he won't be ashamed of you. Remember, he said it on the judgment day. He said, if you're ashamed of me, I'd be ashamed of you before my father. But if you're not ashamed of me, I won't be ashamed of you before my father. That's talking about the judgment day. So let me tell you, I'm going to make sure Jesus understands that I'm not ashamed to praise him. Let me go to this first. Now, let me talk about this. Oh, God, I hate to say this. Jesus, have mercy. I didn't want to think about another team. I don't know if it's God or the devil putting this one in my mind. Cowboy fans, cowboy fans. Jesus Christ. Cowboy fans, since the only thought that came in my mind is cowboy fans, right? Y'all, y'all hype, right? In church. Lift your hands up. You ain't lifting that hand up by no lesson I just taught. But see how she worshiping? See, we got to get her saved. Worshiping the cowboys. Look at it, got a hand like trying to start the wave. Ain't no wave in here. She'll say, hey, hey, like somebody gonna do the wave in here, like we're in the stadium or something. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I said, cowboy, hey, just put the lesson down and everything. <laughs> but seriously, when you're watching football or basketball and your team winning, you get hyped. You're fucking at the TV by yourself. Go, boy! Go! Oh! You get hype. Women, y'all get crazy too, especially when y'all ain't got that man yet. Y'all act like y'all know. <laughs> he caught it. He scored a field goal. Don't even know what he's talking about. But, but the thing about <laughs> But seriously, 
You get hyped and you do it publicly. We go to these big games. Church ain't full no more. We still got people spread out. You go to the daggone Patriots game, you ain't going to have no elbow room. Better have your mask on. You understand? And we show them publicly that we, we like them. The Braves, they won the World Series. They had a parade. They sure went through Atlanta real fast to get to Cobb County, but I'm going to just leave that there. <laughs> he said, no, they, hey, I'm just leaving it alone. But, but, but everybody went out there, and they were mad because they got out there, and the bus went by so fast. Two seconds. I mean, you probably saw them for two seconds. Choo! We got to get to Cobb County because <laughs> that's where we are now. But, but I'm saying the crowds were thick because they were publicly trying to show the Braves that we're proud of you because you won the World Series. Even though you ain't won since like 1998 or 91, something like that, 91, 92. I don't know when it was, 20-something years ago. 95, appreciate you. Thank you, Reverend. Since 95. Since 95, we haven't won, but we're trying to show you that we appreciate you publicly. Now, if you can go celebrate a team that don't win every year, if you can publicly show a team and have a parade for them and let them know that you're proud of them and you ain't won no prize, I ain't getting no check because they won. They didn't give me a ring for the Atlanta Braves. They didn't give me no paraphernalia. I didn't get a hat with an A in it. I bought that myself. I already had it. I must have been worried because I was walking around as a loser in Virginia with an A on my hat. <laughs> yeah, I'm from Atlanta, I know. And we was losing. But I must have been worshiping them because even though they weren't winning, I still had the hat on. If you can represent your team, if you can sit up there, and I don't never wear nobody jersey. And even though I had a Michael Jordan jersey, I just don't want no other dude name on my back. Just weird. And let's just say Maxwell, I ain't wearing it. It's, just, it's weird to me. Not, not knocking you. It's just, just, just it's not me. Maybe I can wear, I wear Jesus. God, Holy Spirit. You know what I'm saying? You know, stuff like that. Anyway, at the end of the day, this is what I'm saying. If we can show teams we appreciate them for what they've done and we don't even get anything from them, why don't we show God? Can I tell you something? Can I tell you something that I was so proud of you all? That time that I, 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 I forgot, I said, you know what? I'm not going to cancel. I'm going to just go see what happened. And y'all showed up in the snow outside. It was snowing. Remember, we were still in the pandemic. We still are now, I guess. <laughs> we was in the pandemic. We weren't even inside. Y'all were outside in the snow. Well, some of y'all weren't because y'all quiet, but they were outside. Your church member was here, outside of the snow. You feel me? And everybody was like, oh, my God. Like, preacher was sending me text messages. Man, your people showed up in the snow. My goodness. That is showing God you appreciate him. Even in a pandemic, we're going to make sure that if we can forsake not the assembly of ourselves together, we're going to come in here or come outside and show you, God, publicly that we love you. People from Wawa was coming over here and bringing donations. People at the bus stop were saying, my God, these people must love whatever God they're talking about because publicly they saw your worship. You moved the city just by coming out here in the rain, in the snow. You didn't miss not one day. 
dangle out there putting up, the, putting up the screen and everything else. My God, that is a sacrifice because we're showing God we love you and we're going to publicly show people who he is. That's why we're still living, whether we got the shot or not got the shot. We don't make decisions based off fear. We make decisions based on what God tells us individually. You better watch out right here. Oh, man. Lord, have mercy. It says, I just put 95.1 now, it says, let us. Two, praise and worship should be done, should be done corporately. That's why we came together corporately. Praise and worship should be done corporately. Now, I'm not saying you can't do it at home because you need to learn how to do it at home too. But corporately, because iron sharpens iron. One can set a thousand of flight, two can set 10,000 of flight. When we get together, and I'm, we're all not gifted in the same areas. So your gift is different than mine. Your, her, her gift is different than his. We all have different gifts. Right? You can't win a game with all quarterbacks. If you had 11 Tom Brady's on the field, you're going to lose. Tom Brady can't block. Tom Brady can't catch. Tom Brady can only run when he's really mad and he's trying to motivate his team. He ain't going to get but one good rush out of him in about three, four games. You feel me? You're not going to win with all Tom Brady's, even though he's one of probably the best, the, the greatest quarterback of all time. But at the end of the day, you can't win with all hymns. You can't win with all Barry Sanders. You need, you need different people in different positions. And when we come in our corporate worship and we come and bring all our gifts together, even though you might have a gift of prophecy, but you ain't prophesying now. You might have to get the healing, but you ain't healing now. You have to get the miracle, but you're not doing a miracle now. But when we come together and bring that corporate worship, we're all intertwining and our gifts are rubbing off on each other and we're beginning to get the benefit because how can two walk together unless they agree? So if you agree with me and we're coming to worship God, God is going to give me some of the residual of what's on your life and you're going to get some residual from what's on my life. That's why you got to be careful of what church you connect with. Is it growing? Are you learning something? Are you being taught? Are you being lifted up? Are you, are, what, what's going on in your life? You, you, you need to be able to go where you can corporately worship so your iron can sharpen your iron and you can go to the next level. You, 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 even, even, you know who does this? Politicians know how to stick together sometimes, most of the time. They, they, they do. The ones that's in the same party and they help each other and you help me get to this level and I help you get this level and they run in packs because they understand that you're gifted here and you're in this position but if you help me, I can help you and together we can hold each other together. That's how it is in corporate worship. Sorry, man, I got y'all working today. That's how you do in corporate worship. When you bring your corporate worship, you're depositing something. See, you can't come in every day bringing a withdrawal. Now, some Sundays, I need a withdrawal, but not every Sunday. All right? And so sometimes when you need a withdrawal, somebody else should be coming bringing a deposit. And then sometimes, well, you know what I'm saying? When you bring a deposit, somebody else is taking a withdrawal. We come together to help lift each other up in our worship. See, you can't praise God and worship God and worry. This is the safest place in my mind 
When, when, you, you know why suicide is way up and these people trying to figure it out? Because people ain't going to church. I'm going to tell you that right now. I don't care what nobody say. It's mentally because God said, forsake not that some of yourselves together. When you come together in corporate worship, God is able to make a deposit in you that you may not get at home by yourself. I'm just keeping it 100. I'm just keeping it 100. When you bring it, they even begin in, in the book of Matthew, they begin to talk about how even they fellowship with God and how they fellowship even attributed to some of the miracles that they were able to accomplish because of fellowship. You understand? And when you take out the fellowship, you, you begin, if people still fellowshipping at the Falcons game and we be losing. Sorry, Falcons. We still got season tickets to the Hawks game and, and we not doing as good as we did last year. You understand? But we forsaken worship. And, and that's what happens because God keeps you stable. Freud didn't even believe in God, but he would say that people begin to put this in their mind because they need to create a father figure that makes them feel better. So even if, even if, even if you just believing in God, <clears throat> but just because you make it up in your imagination, it's still helping you. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. And, but we already know God is real. And when you, see, this is the thing, when, some, when your enemy comes at you like a flood and you're trying to handle it yourself, you, 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 you get overwhelmed. But when, have you ever had a job interview, but yo, yo, the people had already kind of let you know this trying, it's kind of earmarked for you, and you're not as nervous because you know your boy or your girl and connected you somewhere, and it's your job, as long as you don't say nothing stupid because somebody higher up is looking out for you? You understand what I'm saying? And so that's how it is with God. If, 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 if you really learn how to worship him and realize how big he is, greater is he who was in me than he was in the world, when you come and you worship God and you give him your problem, you understand that you don't need to be overwhelmed because it's not your duty to do it. He who began a good work in you shall finish it. It's not up to me to finish it. It's up to God to finish it. It's up to God. He started it. He needs to end it. I just got to keep walking in the in-between time. The, the problem is we're not worshiping him enough in this day and time. I'm not saying COVID is not real, but I'm saying it's a trick of the enemy to keep people out of corporate worship because when I go to Whole Foods, they worship in there. When I go to Walmart, they worship in there. When I go to the basketball game, they worship in there. You know what I'm saying. Y'all go to the mall. They in there. They there. I go to the restaurant. Hallelujah. <laughs> Waiting list. We'll text you when your table ready. You understand? But for some reason, I don't know why, I'm, but God got me on this. I, this ain't got nothing to do with the lesson. Maybe y'all missing up titles. No, it wasn't y'all, it was other people. But, 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 but what I'm saying is this. Who we going to worship, God or Walmart? Who you going to worship, God or Target? Target, you know what I'm saying? Who you going to worship, God or Longhorn Steakhouse? Who you gonna worship? Where you putting your faith at? Is it so safe? Oh no, you can go to the grocery store. They ain't never tell us not to go to Publix. Now, 
not one time in the pandemic did they say, don't go grocery shopping and just order online. Get Grubhub or something. They ain't taking that. No, because you got to go there. It's safe. One count people. Man, I, I know I ain't really preaching to y'all right now, but I just got to tell y'all this. It irritates me how the world tries to act like the church is not necessary. It's suicide is on an all-time high because ain't nobody going to church, and this is what they say, place. Mental illness is on the aisle. Uh, it ain't been this high before. Yeah, they isolated at home, but they still going to the grocery store. They still going to the mall. They still going to the restaurant. They still coming to funerals, packed out of here for two funerals. Had to bring other chairs in. Well, I don't know about going to church in the pandemic, but when somebody die, y'all show, show up. Folk in the overflow. Anyway, I, I'm on that for a minute. I'm just letting you know how important corporate worship is. And some of the problem, the most of the problem with the world right now is that so many churches aren't doing corporate worship. Even outside, it's kind of hard. But at least we gather. At least we blow our horns to say hallelujah and fellowship with the folk. You understand what I'm saying? It, it gives you power. It says it's better for two to walk together because if one falls, the other one can help them up. You understand? That's why you're supposed to gather together and help each other and praise God and bring your gifts together. You understand? What if your hand decided it don't want to go to worship? What if your feet say, I don't want to go to work today? What if your knees say, I'm just going to take the day off? Huh? What if your eyes say, you know what, man? I ain't doing nowhere. Y'all go without me. I'll see you later. Hey, that was a good one. I didn't even see that one coming. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? What, what, what if they did that? You wouldn't be able to function, would you? So the church isn't really able to function because so many of our giftedness is not in corporate worship because we're worried about the pandemic. I don't know where I'm at, man. I ain't, ain't, I'm just telling you, I ain't taking no responsibility for this one. It's God. Because at the end of the day, I, I, I went to Longhorn, when I went home, and I, I saw, uh, man, I was like, man, it's crowded in here. Want an empty seat in the house? Anyway, corporately, you got to learn how to worship corporately. It's important because when you worship corporately, you begin to tap into my anointing and I tap into your anointing. And, and You know what I'm saying? Anyway, that's enough. Let me get out of here. I feel like I'm boring people. Number three. Psalm 95.1, same one. Sing unto the Lord. Praise and worship should be done vocally. Vocally. Now, don't get a mic if you can't sing. But sing at your seat. Praise him. You don't have to sing, just shout. Say something. Shout. Scream. Holler. Let him know you're here. I appreciate you. Somebody make a good catch, you don't say, what a great catch, I'm talking to him like, whoa! Just to show your admiration of the move that was made. Sometimes you just got to say, whoa, my God, you're so awesome. God is doing so much in your life in a pandemic, you got to give him praise. 
How are we not praising him? How are we not going to church? And shut up, people that don't really believe in God, that just listen just a troll, because at the end of the day, I ain't worried about no money, because some people think you worry about people giving, people giving online. We ain't worried about that. We gonna do offering, but at the end of the day, we ain't worried because we know God takes care of us. I'm saying the kingdom because we're supposed to still be kicking in the territory of the enemy and taking territory from the devil that he stole from us because nothing was given to him. He has no right in your house. He has no right at your job. He has no right in your body. He has no right to make you sick. And we missing out because we don't worship him. We don't praise him. We don't thank him. But we still go to the football game. Trick of the enemy. Still trying to figure out where Odell going to go. Oh, he went to ring. Who cares? Dude got Emotional behavior disorder or something. He can't go. He, he, we'll see how long he lasts over there. But it don't matter. What you need to be worried about is what church can I go to? Where is the worship that's going to help me get to where I'm going? What pastor can cover me and help me go to the next level? What church has a great fellowship? And I'm not talking about New Beach Girl. I'm talking about any church in the world. Worried about Walmart, worried about Kroger, worried about McDonald's and Burger King. I hate Burger King. <laughs> but, but, <laughs> but what I'm saying is you should pant after God as the gazelle pant after water. Oh, come on, somebody. You should be craving God like a fat man crave a hamburger. You're supposed to want God more than your necessary food. That's why we just came up with fast. God should be more important than your food because he's the one that's to supply you. He's the one that gives you the power to obtain wealth. Ah, oh my God, if you worship God, you will have a hamburger when you need it. If you worship God, you will have a check when you need it. I don't care how much the world throws at you. If you learn how to worship God, you will be all right. Come on, somebody, can we go back about 200 and some years and go back to slavery and understand how our ancestors began to praise and worship God, even being whipped, even being taken away from their families, even when strange fruit was hanging on trees, yet you still here because you were strong enough to understand, if I just keep looking toward the healer which cometh my help, this too shall pass. Better learn how to worship him. Anyway, vocally. Number four, number four, 95.1. I'm still on 95.1. Make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. All right? That means with confidence, total confidence. Praise and worship should be done resoundingly, resoundingly, loud. Stop trying to act like y'all all together. Now, sometimes the speakers may be a little loud for you. I get it. But words supposed to be loud anyway. You know, sometimes white get carried away. That's him. But, but seriously, at the end of the day, resounding is to be such confidence. I know when I worship God, everything going to be all right. 
Do you understand what I'm saying? I know I'm going to be all right. I, I had COVID in December of last year, and I was like, I know I'm going to be all right. I mean, ain't like I couldn't breathe a couple of times, but I'm like, it ain't time because I knew that I wasn't finished doing what I was supposed to do. So it's like, hey, I'm going to be here. You feel me? And that's what you got to understand. When you worship God and you know you have not finished your race, you know your good fight is not over, you understand that your end is not near. Who cares if you get a check or not? God is going to provide for your needs. He's going to provide your needs. Oh, but you got you to gotta resound. You got to have confidence. You know, you know, I, what, one time I was watching the game. Man, I'm so glad it's 8 o'clock at night, 11 o'clock, because I don't want to see the dude that was in the house. Now, Deacon Eli, I was watching the game, and we was watching the Patriots play the Falcons. Lord have mercy. Super Bowl, whatever. What, what, what year was it, Drake? I know you know. You don't even know. You ain't paying attention. What year was that? Anyway, Falcons lost to the Patriots. It don't matter. Everybody, you know, it, it, was, it was a whole bunch of, it was a few Patriots fans there, Falcons fans, and I could not worship with confidence. I was like, eh. Falcons fans were talking junk to the Patriots fans. I was quiet. <laughs> I just didn't know. The other year I had walked in church with the Falcons blanket all wrapped around me, and we lost that time. I was like, never again will I look like this. I got my Falcons hat in the car. <laughs> I go get it, we win. <laughs> right now, just going to eat my little snacks and sit down. It's Sunday anyway, I'm tired. When I preach, I really can't be, I be in the Super Bowl by sleep. I'm like, man, wake me up in the fourth quarter. I saw uh, Tom Brady. We was up by two, three touchdowns. Tom Brady scrambled, and he spiked the ball after he got hit. And was like, ah. I went upstairs, and you know that little loft up there? I went to sleep. I was like, it's over. Called Peyton. I mean, if, if Tom Brady done scrambled, we ain't going to win. He that hype, I sat down. And we lost. And people talking to me, I said, hey, man, leave me alone. I ain't say nothing to you when we were winning, so don't say that to me because you won. <laughs> Go away. Leave me alone. Let me eat my little nachos in peace. I came up here where nobody was. Y'all down say, I know this ain't my house, but nobody came up here. Don't come here bothering me. <laughs> we lost. I was not a sore winner when we were winning. Leave me alone. You know what I'm saying? But I didn't have confidence because I didn't see my team start out winning and lose many times. You feel me? Y'all didn't see, I didn't dance for the Braves on my Twitter before we won. Yeah, they were like, man, you drunk? No, I ain't drunk. We just won. You sure? Get off my page. I'm just happy. But I couldn't worship them before because we done lost too many times. You feel me? But when it comes to God, come on, somebody. 
I don't care what I'm in. I don't care if I'm in the middle of it. I don't care if I'm in the beginning of it. I don't care how my enemy comes at me like a flood. I can always worship him and praise him with confidence because I know this too shall pass and he who began a good work in me shall finish it. I already know I'm going to win. I shout in the beginning. Come on, somebody. When they thought we weren't going to get this building, I kept saying we going to have this building. It might not come today, but it shall come to pass. Why? Because I can resoundingly give all the praise to God because I know he'll never fail me. If he said I'm going to have it, I'm going to get it. Whatever he told me I was going to have, I shall obtain it. Can I talk to you for a minute? Whatever God told you you're going to have, it may take a little while. It took Moses some years before he was able to release the people. It took Abraham some years before he had Isaac. It took some years before other people got to where they was. They were going. It took some years before they got from Egypt to the promised land of Canaan. But at the end of the day, they got there, baby. You better learn how to say, God, I know that if you started this vision in me, you shall bring it to pass. He didn't just say he was an alpha. He said he was the omega too. He didn't just say he was the beginning. He said he was the ending too. He didn't just say he was the author. He said he was the finisher too. He will bring you through. Don't worry. If you're a Cowboy fan, a Falcons fan, a Giants fan, whoever fan you are, at the end of the day, at least you're going to win the battles in your life. It don't matter if your team win or not, you're going to win. Come on, somebody. Some of us go for some losing team. Cleveland, don't worry about it. Y'all ain't won in a long time. But at the end of the day, God is going to bring your life to a victorious moment because you cannot lose when you are serving God. It's impossible. It's impossible for me to lose when I'm with God. It's impossible. Greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world. The problem is you keep trying to represent yourself. You know they even tell lawyers don't go to court representing yourself because you might be too emotional. You might mess up. You might even hold your own self in contempt by mistake. You, you, even lawyers don't represent themselves in court. So why do you keep trying to represent yourself in the world when you have an advocate, you have a paraclete, you have the helper, you have the comforter in the form of the Holy Spirit who will lead you to all truth and lead you to Jesus. When you got Jesus advocating for you the whole time, Jesus loved you so much that God commanded him to sit down and say, you sit down, Shaw better use your name instead of calling on you. You, you sit down, Dawson better use your name and shout it and don't call. You understand what I'm saying? If you just use Jesus' name, it will come to pass. He's not gonna get up and do it for you, but if you just go in his name, it shall come to pass. But you don't learn that if you don't worship. Because when you start worshiping him, him, you start seeing how big and how giant he is. Let me get out of here. Number five, 95, two. says, let us come before his presence with thanksgiving. Five praise and worship should be done thankfully. Don't be coming here with grudging. Come in here thanking him. Even if your foot hurts, thank him. Even if you got an ailment, thank him. If you have an infirmity, thank you because some people didn't make it to 2021. Some people ain't going to make it to 2022, yet you still here. You should come in here thanking God, saying, God, I thank you in the name of Jesus. I love you for everything you do. Praise you in the name of Jesus. Thank him in your coming and thank him in your going. 
It said, come in this house with thanksgiving. You come in the house and thank him. You go out thanking him. And when you come in the house of God thanking him one way, you should leave out differently. You shouldn't leave out the same way that you came. You should leave out a better person, a more thankful person, a more powerful person. If you just thank him. See, if you look about it and you say you don't like your boss and you come make a complain, I'm tired of my boss, I'm tired of my boss, I'm tired of my boss. Just say, thank God, because some folk quit, and I'm still here. I still got a check. I'm still getting paid. Other folk got laid off, but I'm still here. Y'all, oh, let me get out of here. Some of y'all need some help. Look at here, 95.2 again. And make a joyful noise unto him with psalms. Praise and worship be done joyfully. You should be happy. See, this is the thing. I, I'm not, let me take that back. I'm not saying you should be happy. You should be joyful. Do you know you can be have joy and not be happy? Y'all don't hear me. I had to go uh, to the funeral and bury uh, my, 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 my mentor, Reverend uh, J.R. Hatney, on, on this past uh, weekend, on, on, uh, on Thursday. And, 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 and the thing about this, even though I was not happy, I still had joy. Because I know to be absent from the body is to be present with God. And see, even though you're not happy that you're sick, you still have a joy that God can heal you and will. Oh, come on, somebody. You, e, 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 even though you're having problems on your job, you know that even though my enemy come at me like a floor, there's a joy and a hope in me that understand that God is going to handle every last one of my enemies. Oh, you don't understand me. God will stick closer to me than even my mama. Come on, somebody. Can't nobody imagine anybody loving you more than your mama. God loves you even more than your mama. Even when you mess up, God will redeem you back if you ask him for forgiveness. I got joy even when I'm sad. I got joy even when I see racism. I got joy even when I see police brutality. Why? Because I do know that God is going to cover me and he's going to be an ever and present help. You got to have joy even though the world look crazy. Even though, ah, you covered. Even though the world looks crazy, I still know God is in control. I still know he covers his Christians. I still know I'm covered with the blood of Jesus. Yeah, you understand what I'm saying? I, I, I still know it. That even though I, I hate that stuff that happened to some people, but I know my church folk covered. You covered. You ain't going to die prematurely. I already told you that. That ain't going to happen in the name of Jesus. I claimed it in the name of Jesus. Ain't no murders going to happen. We are covered by the blood of Jesus. I decreed and declared, and I keep saying it in the name of Jesus, and I believe it in the name of Jesus because that's what he told me way back at the other building. Yeah, let me get out of here. I'm just... Let me do it. Ooh, woo. Last one. Psalms 95, 6. <clears throat> oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker. Praise and worship should be done humbly. Should be done humbly. Huh? Humbly. That means, that means if you praise in him, you don't need to be trying to fix your makeup. Girl, he's looking at me. Girl, you better praise God and stop worrying about it. <laughs> God the one looking at you. Don't worry about him. Maybe you need to look ugly. Maybe he don't. Maybe he just a predator. Maybe you need to let your makeup run so he can go away from you. Maybe God delivering you from something that you shouldn't talk to. <laughs> Humbly. See, but humble doesn't mean what you think it means. 
See, we think humble means, oh, excuse me, Brother Calvin, I'm so sorry, but can I? Humble means to be totally submitted to God. That's what it means in the Greek. It means to be totally submitted to God. It means when God says do it, I do it. So I'm humble enough to understand that if God tell me to worship, I can't turn it off until you turn it off. Now, if you pray to him and I know it ain't in the spirit, I will call you out. But if you in the spirit, I don't bother you. Sometimes y'all see me sitting here. And sometimes I'll be like, I'll be like, amen. But when you do it humbly and you're saying, God, I give all my cares to you. Lord, my child is running amok. He's not doing his work. He's out there selling drugs. But God, I give it to you in the name of Jesus in worship and praise. God, I know that you're the author and finisher of my faith. I know that you're going to handle my child. Lord, I know I got cancer, but at the end of the day, I praise you because you still have me living. And I worship you because of who you are. Lord, I know you can heal me, Lord. And I need you to heal me in the name of Jesus. I worship you in the name of Jesus. Lord, I know somebody in here needs a breakthrough, so I'm not worshiping for myself today. I'm worshiping for the person next to me that needs some help. I can feel that that spirit is heavy in the name of Jesus. Lord, I just worship you in the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you in the name of Jesus. Lord, they didn't sing the song I wanted to hear today, but at the end of the day, Lord, I thank you in the name of Jesus because I'm still here. God, I understand that the enemy keeps coming at me, but you said even if they come at me like a flood, they shall not over take me. The water should not drown me and the fire won't burn me. God, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I know your rod and your staff shall comfort me. God, I know in the middle of the pandemic, I got laid off, but I'm still eating. I'm still overweight and I ain't even got no job. Hey! You gotta learn how to worship him and give it to him. You know what the problem with us is? We come to the altar. Lord, help me, Jesus. Lord, leave it out. I give it all to you, Lord. Oh, Lord, I leave it. I leave it. I leave it. Oh, let me go get this. You let it go. But some of us have a vic victimized, a, a, a victim mentality. And sometimes we hold our burdens because that's our identity. And sometimes when we put on the altar, we're still trying to figure out how we're going to do it. That's just like you picking it back up. If you're going to lay down the problem with your job, but then you're walking out here in your mind trying to figure out what to do, you done picked it back up. When you pray to God, God will give you an idea and it'll just hit you at the moment in the middle of what it is you're supposed to do. He'll tell you how to say whatever you need to say to your boss. He'll tell you how to say whatever you need to say to your coworker. He'll tell you what you need to do about that business situation. He'll let you know exactly what you need to do if you leave it there. See, when you pray, it's like planting a seed. Now, imagine that this is a mustard seed, even though it's big. The mother see you right here. But every time I done buried it, I buried it, but now I got to pick it back up. Hold on. I buried it, but let me see what it looked like. Okay, okay. Let me cover it back up. Oh, hold, hold on. Hold on. Let me see. Let me see that. Oh, okay. Let me cover, cover back up. And you keep going back and you uncovering that seed every day. Will that seed grow? No. 
because you continue to expose it to the light too much and you're taking it out of being rooted in the ground. You keep pulling it up and looking at it. It will not grow. When you pray and you give it to God, stop looking at it. When you give it to God and you learn how to worship him, See, that's the whole thing. You got to learn how to worship him and give it away because when you start worshiping him and you let it go, he will take care of it. When you plant the seed, somebody else may water it, but God going to make it grow. Can I tell you that? I need you to just come to him humbly and say, Lord, in the name of Jesus, whatever it is on your heart, let it go right now. Learn how to worship him. Not even You don't even have to scream and holler, but just learn how to just give it to him. Right now, in the name of Jesus, wherever you at, in your car, online, in your seat, whatever it is you're going through, just give him a shout of praise and give it to him. Give it to him in the name of Jesus. Lord, I give it to you in the name of Jesus. I give you my cancer. I give you my lion. I give you my ailments. I give you my infirmities. I lay it down on the altar for you. I give you a sacrifice of praise. And I thank you, Lord, because I know you're going to handle it in the name of Jesus.